Welcome to our Hackle Podcast, episode 34 in the series Classic Take, where we take a classic topic of Mashiach and delve into it further. The question of today is how will Mashiach's coming affect the financial markets? The shir is dedicated to Nishmas Yeshua Yisong Choben Zeva Aryeh. We always wonder how uh, different things in the world will affect the stock market, the financial markets. So it will be appropriate to think about how Mashiach's coming will affect the financial markets. Well, I assume if somebody was asked this question, he would probably say that when Mashiach comes, the markets will be booming, everyone will be making loads of money. In essence, obviously, the answer is true. But if we want to get a little bit deeper into the exact dynamics of how things will work when Mashiach will come, we'll discover that things are... There's a different perspective over here that it's important to um, understand. First of all, let us discuss the current situation of the financial markets and how even the current financial markets are connected, reflect the coming of Mashiach and the effect of Mashiach on the world. There's a Sikh of the Rebbe, the Rebbe spoke about this, Moshe Shabbos Kedesh Pasha where the Rebbe explains how as time goes on, the world is getting more focused on the concept of oneness, of unity, both in modern physics and other sources, in other, in other areas of the world, of society, instead of things being viewed as fragmented and everything is different and independent of each other, there is it's becoming more and more um, permitted, the, 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 the viewpoint that everything in the world is really interconnected and is really this one dynamic that explains everything is pervading more and more the way of thinking of people. And this is reflected in physics and modern science and things like that, but also in the business world. The Rebbe says, years ago, people thought that the way to make money is by doing things yourself and competing with another person, trying to cheat another person, to steal his customers, to have competition. Everyone thought that the, the more success he'll get is when he will get more successful and do things himself. Today, as the world broadens and the financial and business opportunities expand, people are starting to view it very differently. A person views the uh, success of his business not by being alone and isolated from other people, but on the contrary, when you join forces together, for example, the whole concept of a stock market, where everybody buys shares and therefore the company has much more money to uh, do things on a much broader scale. Same thing as people that have different, different businesses and different things as the, the combining different factions together in order to produce the best results for everyone is becoming more and more a common theme in business. It's no more about being different and fragmented and fighting and competing and trying to cheat and to steal, but on the contrary, to see how each one helps out each other. And on the contrary, today, even in the business world, people want to be very upfront what they're all about and they have their own niche, their own unique thing that they're coming to sell. They're not coming to compete with someone else. They're trying to come up with a new innovation and, and make it very clear that they have their unique thing that they're contributing, not that they're trying to, be, to undermine someone else. And uh, it's in many ways in the financial markets and in general and in a person's individual life is doing business, business as well, the understanding that the world at large is not against me and my success is not dependent on trying to fight everyone and trying to be different than everyone and trying to compete with everyone. 
is becoming more and more pervasive, that people realize that the success is when you combine forces together. Rebbe once spoke a sicha, so it's Tishrei Tavshinun Beis, to the Gvirim, by Machni Yisrael Fund, and different, when the, those that donate money to Machni Yisrael, what, what Rebbe told them, the sicha, people that had financial means. And the Rebbe was explaining that instead of looking as another person, as a competitor, you should look at him as a potential partner. This idea of, you know, it's a different viewpoint. And this is the way modern business is becoming more and more going, leaning in that direction, particularly when we're dealing with the global market and it's, people don't look anymore at, at their business as just being isolated to the little corner in the world that they're located, but they try to join forces with other people to expand their business and to get into on the international global market. So more and more people are familiarizing themselves with the idea of unity, of achtos, which all stems from the fact that Rep explains that another day goes by, another day goes by where, where we are elevating the world. So the world, the business world, the secular world as well, even though they might not realize it yet, they're leaning towards the idea of unity, of achtos, is a reflection of the fact that we are refining the world and bringing the unity of Hashem within the world. Eventually, everything comes from Hashem Echad. Hashem was one. And the unity of Hashem becomes revealed in creation. Instead of people fighting for money, they join forces to help each other make money. They realize that each one will benefit from this as well. So this is just in general, even before we get to how things will change when Mashiach actually comes in a revealed way, the coming of Mashiach already is affecting the, uh, the, the unity, the achtos that Mashiach will bring in the creation is already affecting the financial markets. Now, what will happen when Mashiach will come? So obviously everyone will have a lot of money. There's no question about it. Everyone will make much more money than they can make in the stock market. But just to understand the dynamics of how things will be, so let us focus on, if we get a little nitty gritty, one approach is we could start looking at the details. Obviously you'd be more effective if you look at the overall picture, but just first start with details. There's going to be certain industries that are going to be completely irrelevant. The defense industry, you know, uh, all the different uh, military equipment and so on and so forth, which is, you know, a big, uh, a big industry will be deemed completely irrelevant because there'll be no more wars. Uh, you know, let's say we have today a big issue of cybersecurity and hackers and everything, when Mashiach comes, everyone will do the right thing. There'll be no concern that, uh, you know, people are going to try to hack into your computer and so on and so forth. So you won't have to worry about cybersecurity. As such, I mean, if you go, if, you, if you, we look at, you know, the particular industries that are out there and, and what where a lot of thought and effort and money is being put into, a lot of it is based on the world the way it currently runs when there's diseases, there's war, there's thieves, there's security that has to be established. Obviously, when Mashiach will come, the world will change. So the whole world will change. Obviously, the needs on the market will also change drastically. But we could even go a step further. One very basic law of economics is that the law of supply and demand. You know, the price of everything depends on the demand for it and how much of a supply there is. When Mashiach will come, things will be completely reversed. There will be a great supply and a very limited demand. What does that mean? The Rambam writes that when Mashiach comes, all delicacies will be as available as the dust of the earth. 
At the same time, the Rebbe explains in Ersemech uh, al-Aram, and also says the same word, and it's brought out in other places, that that all delicacies will be as available as dust could also mean that they will be as important in our eyes as dust. They will be meaningless. People won't be running after them. There's a Pasuk that says, when Mashiach will come, so we will eat you know, a little bit of bread and then a little bit of water, just bread and water, because we'll be focused on serving the Ebesheh. The point of the verse is not that we will be poor and they won't be able to afford anything else, but rather it's trying to illustrate the concept when Mashiach will come, we'll have everything, but we won't be running after it. And uh, this is a concept that uh, is discussed. The Gemara says that when Mashiach will come, there's a verse that says that there won't be any more a Knani in the house of Hashem. And the Gemara explains that in Masechta Psachim, the Gemara explains that to mean that what's a Knani? A Knani means a merchant, that there won't be any more merchants in the house of Hashem. And the, um, and the in Yaakov, there's a commentary called Iun Yaakov, Eitz Yosef, I mean, on the in Yaakov Psachim, Dafnun Amadalaf, he explains, says the Gemara says there that the word Knani means two things. It means en kanani, there's no one that's poor, and it also means that there's no merchants. And he explains that the, uh, they're both intertwined. He says, what is the idea of merchant? The idea of a merchant, merchandise means that the certain things you can only get at one place, you can't get in another place. So every business means there's a certain supply that we have to import, and it's, uh, you know, there's, there's a whole industry that specializes in this particular field, and they're making this thing, they're bringing it in from somewhere else. What if somebody will have everything he needs and every single place is self-sufficient, they're self-sustained. No one is poor in the sense that there's an abundance of whatever everyone needs. So there's no, I don't need to buy from you. You don't need to sell me anything. The whole idea of buying and selling means that you have something that I don't have. And therefore, and I have something you don't have. So I'm giving you, I'm selling you something. I'm offering you a service that you, that you might not have yourself. When Mashiach will come, everyone will be self-sufficient, self-sustaining. The world will be filled. As, Ramam, as I mentioned before, the Ramam says, all delicacies will be as plentiful as it does. Good things will be in great abundance. Everyone will be self-sustaining. Therefore, there'll be no need to do business. It's, I don't need to buy or sell anything. The Abish will give me everything. This is all the more underlined according to those commentaries who learn and according to those sources in Chazal which explain that there'll be a supernatural abundance. A person won't have to bake bread anymore, the bread will grow out of the ground ready-made and so on and so forth. The world, will, the earth will produce ready-made food and clothes and things like that. So there will be no need for um, me to buy anything. Everything I'll have in my front yard, I'll have my clothes, my food. Another slightly different understanding is, is explained the Mabit in the Sefer Beis Kim. It discusses if after Tchiyas Mason people will have to work. And he is of the opinion they'll have to do a little bit, but he says they won't have to do much. He explains that today when you build a house, the house is wear and tear. You, you sew a garment, you buy a garment, the garment doesn't last forever. He says when Mashiach comes, everything will be complete, everything will be perfect. The clothes a person has will last with them. You won't have to make new clothes. The house won't uh, get ruined as time goes on. Everything in the world doesn't, well, I got this, but different ways of understanding why and how that will be, but everything will be perfect. There will be no, you won't have to put more effort into an item more than getting it once and it will stay with you for life. So there's the way the world will be, particularly according to the 
the miraculous era of Mashiach will be in a way that it will be completely self-sufficient. The person won't have to do anything to work and uh, he won't have to do any business. The Rambam highlights this very clearly when the Rambam writes, The entire Asek. Asek is a word that is usually means, means occupation, involvement. But it is a word that usually refers to business, a Baal Asek, something that has a business. The world will solely be involved. Their whole occupation will be to know Debeshte. They won't have to work. It's very clearly implicit in his word, explicit in his word that uh, the world won't be involved in business or commerce. Everyone will, everything will, ha- everybody will have what they need. Their entire occupation will be one thing to learn about Hashem. So the Rambam makes it very clear that there won't be any, people won't be involved in business. How will the world run? Nobody's going to lose any money. No, no one is going to lose anything from any of these changes. In the contrary, we have to look at it from a holistic approach. The world will enter a stage of complete abundance. There'll be no need for the markets. There'll be no need for making your money in the stock market. You'll have whatever you need, and there'll be a greater gain than the, than the stock market was ever able to provide for you. There is, I would just point out, that it's important to keep in mind that some commentaries explain that there's a difference between the different periods of Mashiach, which means that although, as we mentioned before, when Mashiach comes, everybody will have what they need, the world will be self-sustaining, However, it does appear from some sources that in the first era of Mashiach, there will be the possibility, at least by some people, to have poverty. There will still be a need, or could be, there will still be the idea of commerce. Not necessarily, in other words, not necessarily the world will change in every single regard overnight. Um, obviously, it, it will in a great degree, but not necessarily in every single detail will it change overnight. And therefore, it, as it seems from some sources that during the first stage of Mashiach, there will still be some idea of business, some idea of commerce. However, more particularly in the later stage of Mashiach, in the era of the resurrection of the dead, or more particularly the seventh millennium. So we know that we have the Gemara that says in Brachas, that in the world to come, there's no eating, there's no drinking, there's no, one of the things I mentioned, there's no maso matan, there's no business dealings. And uh, according to a number of commentaries, this is talking about the seventh millennium after the resurrection of the dead. The world will be solely focused on spiritual pursuits. There will be no business dealings. So uh, it could be that in the first era of Mashiach there will still be. It's, it's, you know, there are some sources that might imply there will still be some you know, need to do something, at least some business. But primarily in the second era of Mashiach, this will, the world will undergo a fundamental change, there'll be no need for people to do business anymore. The sole occupation will be, as the Gemara says there in Bracha, Sadikim Yeshim and Enem Sadikim will sit and bask in the glory of the Shekhinah. But in the first period of Mashiach, it's at least uh, according to some opinions, it's, it's definitely very likely that there will still be a need for business. Now, to understand this from a spiritual perspective, you know, it's uh, everything obviously is... Uh, how things are going to be with Gashmi is physically we'll have to wait to see what will happen, how things will exactly play itself out. But on a spiritual perspective, to try to understand the idea of the fact there won't be any business when Mashiach comes. So Chassidus discusses in several places what is the purpose, why is there such a concept that we have to do business now, that a person has to try to earn a living and uh, handle and you know trade and buy and sell and things like that. 
And one explanation is that the Semach Sedek and Derech Mitzvah Mitzvah explains that the way the divine flow comes to a person, in other words, every, every Parnasa, every money, all the money that he's getting comes directly from Hashem. But Hashem wants that it should come into a lavush, it should come into a garment of nature in order for the person, the way he explains it is that the Parnasa, the divine sustenance, starts in the world above at, in the spiritual realm, and in order for a person to receive the sustenance in this physical world, he has to bring it down, begashmis. he has to make a physical vessel in which the divine sustenance, so to say, become concealed, become enclosed into, so like this, he should be able to receive, instead of getting a spiritual, you know, sustenance, which might be a more better understanding of Torah, whatever it is, but it won't help him put bread on the table in the most literal sense of the word. So he has to actually do business dealings in order to cause the hashpah, cause the, cause the divine sustenance to come down. This is because the Abishta wants that the, 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 um, the divine chesed, the divine kindness, the divine flow of energy, which is sustaining the world, should be concealed, it should come through the, the, the lavush of, of, of Teva, it should come through the garment of nature. However, we know that when Mashiach will come, this aspect will change tremendously. When Mashiach comes, we discussed in the past, one of the fundamental underlying reasons for the, the great uh, abundance that we will have in the future is explained that, like the bread, like I mentioned before, the bread will grow ready-made from the ground and so on and so forth. So one of the primary explanations that are given for this phenomenon is that when Mashiach comes, the hashpah, the flow of sustenance of the world, will come directly from Hashem. It won't have to go through a whole procedure of things have to become more and more physical. This physical world will be a, a, able to receive its sustenance directly from Hashem, and therefore things will grow ready-made from the ground and so on and so forth, which means that we won't have to create this lavush, this concealment, this garment, this garb for the divine sustenance to be garbed in something which in order to make it more physical. When Mashiach will come, so the whole world will be a proper vessel, will be refined to the extent of the, to the extent of the spiritual sustenance, won't have to clothe itself, conceal itself in the garment of nature. On the contrary, the nature itself will be a vessel for godliness. We will see clearly how even the nature even the natural means are just an expression of the unity of Hashem. There'll be no need to conceal, to engarb the godly flow of energy in the, the garment of nature through doing business. Another point that Chassidus often speaks about is that the idea of business, the fact that we're involved in the world, is because of the importance of birudim, of refining all the things in the world. And uh, we know in general the Jewish people are divided into two camps. There's Yisachar and Zvulun, those that are involved in Torah like Yisachar, and those that are involved in business like Zvulun. However, Mashiach will come, everyone will be involved in Torah because although refining the world is important, it's not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is that after the world is refined, so then the Jewish people become connected to Hashem in a way that they don't have to deal with the world. The ultimate connection between Hashem and the Jewish, the ultimate dira betachtoinim is not just that Hashem is re revealed in the world, but within the world itself, He's revealed within the Jewish people through the Torah and, and, and the connection of, of the Avodah Hashem with Him. So therefore, right now, because we have an Avodah of dira betachtoinim, we're refining the world, 
So there's a focus on doing business. There's not void for people to be involved in the world doing business. When Mashiach will come, the world will be refined. And therefore, our main focus will now be on becoming one with Hashem, revealing our inherent connection. To the Ebishter, which is inherently our connection to Hashem, is revealed through learning Torah, through knowing Hashem, not through being involved in the world. Being involved in the world is only needed in order to make the world Dira B'tach and once the world is a dira b'tachtoinim, the focus now is on the neshama sisra, on the Jewish people, becoming one with Hashem through learning Torah, which caused the ultimate dira b'tachtoinim, the ultimate dira, the dwelling place of Hashem, is within the Jewish people themselves. So the idea of doing business in general is something which is relevant in our avoida today, which focuses on the world as it's structured today. When Mashiach comes, this will change and won't, won't be a need for that form of business. In a spiritual sense as well, Chassidus explains what's the idea of business. The idea of business means that the neshama is like a businessman. He gives an expense. He invests something in order to get back more, to get his return on his investment. So the Eivishik puts the neshama into the world. It gives the neshama kachis. The neshama comes down into a foreign world, and it's given the ability, it's given the gold and silver, the love which represent the love and fear for Hashem in order to bring a profit for Hashem, bringing something to the Abishters, refining the world, elevating the world. There's an investment and there's a great profit to be gained. There's the elevation of the godly sparks. That business, that spiritual business, will uh, also stop when Mashiach will come because the avoided then won't be to refine the world. That will already be complete. The avoided then will be to connect Hashem in ever higher levels in holiness itself, to go higher and higher in 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 as as Altrap explains in Tanya Gedas Akoyer the focus won't be on birur on refining the world anymore, but on becoming aliyos piktushiguf within holiness itself to go higher and higher. So the idea of business, according to Chassidus, discusses in the Memorim and Parshas Vayeshev and other places, the idea of spiritual business refers to the avoid of birurim where there is a, so to say, there's a temporary loss, there's a temporary expense where money is being gone, where the nisham is going down to this world in order to get a much bigger profit, elevating the sparks. But that obviously will not be relevant anymore when Mashiach will come. The main thing is that we should merit to experience this on all levels, that we should, the uh, Mashiach should enhance our business opportunities in a very... Uh, physical and spiritual way. Shemar, the coming of Mashiach, take off me at Mamish. Classic Take is produced by Tudal's Podcast Productions, producers of The Daily Boost, The Weekly Fabrengen, Power Fabrengen, and Mashiach Mindset Audio. Available on all podcast platforms.